What's going on, guys? Welcome back inside another episode of Big Easy in the Big Apple with your host, Chris Rosvoglu. And the Saints fell short to the 49ers in a game-winning field goal yesterday, 48-46. to I'm going to talk about all that, what went right, what went wrong, what's the outlook for the Saints team, is there any chance of them getting a bye, what they need to do better moving forward, and what were the big positives that I took out of this game. But first, let me start off with something that's been aggravating me for the past day, for the past week, for the past month, for maybe the past couple of years. And it's something that I don't think football fans will really be able to grasp outside of fans in New Orleans. But I need to bring it up and I need to discuss it because it's something that's just been bothering me forever um, for as long as I've been watching the Saints and for as long as I've been covering it. And the fact is that if Drew Brees had a defense, not a defense that's good, a defense that in crunch time held down the fort, we would look at him differently all time. And I'm not kidding. Think about every time Drew's done something big, the defense has come back around and slapped him upside the face. And, I, and I'm and i so sick of people telling me how good this defense is this year and how they're different and how they're so talented. Because guess what? I agree. They're really talented. They're really well coached. And yeah, there's a bunch of playmakers on that defensive side of the ball. And they show up in certain situations against, you know, bad teams like the Cardinals or bad teams like the Falcons. And they play their ass off. But when the game's on the line, where the hell is the defense? That's what I want to know. And where the hell was the defense that was balling out while Drew Brees was injured and Teddy Bridgewater was playing, but now that number nine's back has been on vacation for all but maybe two months now? That's what I want to know. And how come when it's the Minnesota miracle or letting Deshaun Watson go two plays down the field with 50 seconds off of Monday Night Football or letting Jimmy Garoppolo look like Joe Montana in the freaking Superdome or just any big moment, 2011 against the 49ers, Alex Smith never looked like a number one pick until that damn game. For some freaking reason, every time Drew Brees has a chance to win a big game, his defense screws him. And if it's not the defense screwing him, it's the goddamn refs, who I'll get to in a little bit. But the defense, for once in your life, when someone says the game's on the line, make a stop, make a damn stop. And you guys are all arguing on Twitter about, oh, it's an off game. The defense will be fine. Yeah, I know the defense will be fine moving forward in the regular season. But when it matters in the playoffs and Drew Brees drives you down the field and gives you the damn lead, are you going to hold it? The supernatural excuse can't happen anymore. Maybe the Beast Quake, the Minnesota Miracle, Alex Smith's game-winning touchdown Vernon Davis, they weren't lucky events. Maybe the defense just doesn't have an actual strong bone in their body when it comes to making a play in crunch time. And that's the reality we live with. And why isn't Drew Brees regarded as the greatest quarterback of all time? Because every time he puts his team ahead, that defense finds a way to blow it. This man at 40 years old had looked as good as he ever has last night. And what happens? The Saints defense, who gave up 48 points to the 49ers, 
couldn't get it done. And I had people with the nerve on Twitter to tell me that the offense needed to play better. They scored 46 fucking points against the number one defense in football. And I'm not going to say excuse my language because I'm sick and tired of people making excuses for the defense. Drew Brees is 40. He shouldn't have to carry the team anymore. He shouldn't. You are playing the best team in the NFC. And the only ones that showed up yesterday were Will Lutz, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Latavius Murray, and I'll give the offensive line all their credit. They played really well. Where was the defense? Everyone told me during the week, if you make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you, that's the formula. Jimmy Garoppolo beat the Saints all right. He looked amazing. I believe he was like 26 for 35 with almost 350 and four touchdown passes. And the one interception the defense got, let's be real, Emmanuel Sanders dropped the ball. That's the only reason they got that pick. I am tired of people defending the defense and not realizing how much Drew Brees has sacrificed for this team and how many times he doesn't get that favor return. There's a metric that shows you who has the most blown game-winning drives. And by that, it means you gave your team the lead, and with two minutes or less, they end up giving it right back. Do you know who's number one in that category? Drew Brees. 19 times in his career, he's given his team the lead late, and the defense has given it back. Saints fans deserve Drew Brees. The city of New Orleans deserves Drew Brees. The question is, does that damn defense deserve Drew Brees? And I know you guys are going to say I'm harsh. I, I understand they're a good run defense. I love Cam Jordan. I love Marshawn Lattimore. Those boys can a- absolutely ball at a high level. But where the hell was the defense yesterday? And more importantly, where, were the, where was the defense when it mattered most? Because at the end of the day, if you struggle throughout the game, but when the game's on the line you make the stop, nobody's going to say a damn thing because a W is a W. But they lost. And when it was fourth and two, and they could have got off the field and sealed the win and been in the driver's seat for the one seed, the Saints defense gave up a huge pass play to George Kittle. And might I ask, what in the world is Dennis Allen doing putting a rookie on George Kittle, the best tight end in football? I am not going to blame Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for the way he played today, uh, yesterday. The flag on him was bogus because what are you supposed to do? It's momentum. You can't get out of the way. And I'm really supposed to blame him for getting beat by George Kittle. The only thing I'll blame uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for is maybe um, in that situation, you want to keep everything in front of you where he gets the first down, but he doesn't get an extra 30 yards after the catch and then tack on 15 for the face mask because then that's the game. But, and I say this because I, I really do, I like him. And I think he's a good football player. Why does every weird throw down the field end up in Marcus Williams getting embarrassed? I I don't get it. He's a good safety. He's having a great year. He's having his best year in the NFL. But for some damn reason, when something goes weird and Jimmy Garoppolo throws up a prayer, Emmanuel Sanders comes down with it and then runs an extra 50 yards for a touchdown. It's the weirdest thing, I swear. This defense, and I know they're good. I know they're talented. I can't trust them. And there was an interesting debate whether you trust the defense to get a stop or Drew Brees to get a game-winning drive with the with, you know the game on the line. Which unit do you trust more to make a play? If you're still asking that question, if you're still not sure what the answer is, the last couple weeks should show you. Defense got smoked by Kyle Allen. Drew Brees goes down the field, wins out of the game. Defense got absolutely smoked by Jimmy Garoppolo. Drew Brees goes down the field, gets you the lead, and then with 52 seconds left, you give it right back up. I know 
it's tough to hold teams to no points. And, and in, in the perfect world, the Saints get the two-point conversion, and you say, oh, well, you know, if you get a field goal, um, you know, th- this is how we, you know, this is how we avoid, uh, you know, losing or going to overtime. Guess what? That same idea and thought process is why the Saints didn't make the Super Bowl last year. I know the Saints got screwed by the refs, and I am I was one to ball out the refs. I ball out the refs on a daily basis and call them out. But Saints did have the lead, and they needed to stop golf from getting a field goal, and he got a field goal and went into overtime. So what I'm trying to prove to you guys is Drew Brees is not perfect. I get it. But the man is damn near close, and every time we see him have an all-time great performance, the defense doesn't show up. It, it almost feels like a proven fact. Do you guys remember when Drew Brees threw seven touchdown passes and they won 52-49? to 49? Shouldn't happen. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, all those other great quarterbacks were fortunate enough to have a defense that when they needed to support their quarterback, they did it. Drew Brees, and I'm not saying this because I cover the Saints. I'm not saying this because he is my favorite athlete of all time. I genuinely believe there's not a better quarterback to ever play than that man when it comes to making the right throws with the game on the line. You know what? Yeah, Tom Brady's great and all. But Tom Brady had that lucky play where Malcolm Butler gets a pick. Or his defense, when they're down 28-3, to mind you, Brady threw a pick six, goes on an incredible run and shuts down Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. There were certain situations that helped out Brady. And he's an all-time great, and I'm not disagreeing with that. Drew Brees was just never as fortunate. That's the reality. But I'm going sh- to shift gears now. I was, I've been harping on that defense and how I feel about them, but I'm going to shift gears. What the heck is wrong with Alvin Kamara? What is wrong? He's not hurt. Anyone saying he's injured, I'm going to strongly disagree with you because he looked just fine when he made a ridiculous cutback and hurtled over a defender in midfield during the game. And he looked just fine two weeks ago when he had over 100 yards in one half against the Carolina Panthers. So it's not an injury thing with Alvin Kamara. In my opinion, it's all about motor. It's all about him seeing a touchdown and letting that motivate him. And someone made this analogy, and whoever you are, I'm sorry I didn't read the name on it, but trust me, I'm thinking of you when you hear it. Someone said Alvin Kamara is like a good three-point shooter. He's got to see one go in, and then it's all gravy from there. And I agree. Alvin Kamara desperately needs to get in the end zone. He needs to get in the end zone and know I'm a difference maker for him to realize, let me play a little bit better. Because right now, Alvin Kamara is a Travaris cadet, and no one wants to say it, but that's what he's been for the Saints this year. You catch it, and you're going to maybe get five yards. He's not going to make the first defender miss anymore. I don't know what that's about, but he's not hurt. So anyone saying Kamara's hurt, you're making an excuse for a guy who's just not playing well right now. And I love Kamara. I think he's great. The city of New Orleans loves him. He's been nothing but special for this organization. But the Saints got to find a way to get him in the end zone on Monday. You have to. Monday night against the Colts, find a damn way to get Kamara in the end zone. I don't care. If you have to force feed him in the red zone, get him the football. Because at some points yesterday, he was making plays, and all of a sudden, it looks like he's about to start taunting and get in the team's face, and that's what you want to see from your running back. And then a five-yard loss. And then he runs to the line of scrimmage lazy. I'm sick of watching Sean Payton hand off the ball to Kamara. Latavius Murray's been the better running back. Not just lately, this year. And Sean just won't stick with the guy. Murray ripped that defense to shreds yesterday. And when your defense is getting ripped on the other side, the best thing to do is run the football, milk the clock, give them time, get the other offense out of the rhythm. But no. 
keep throwing those five-yard swing passes to Kamara that actually end up losing yards, and then you'll see why this team was in a hole where they were with about eight minutes left down nine. Um, so much, so much to talk about. Um, and we're not done here. I'm going to talk about what happened, what I liked. I know, crazy, what I liked from that San Francisco-New uh, Orleans game and what will be really key moving forward coming up. And also, I'm going to talk about everyone's favorite subject, the refs. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about that, all of it, including how the Saints can get a bye week right after this short message. And we're back inside Big Easy in the Big Apple. Once again, your host, Chris Rosvoglu. Follow me on Twitter, at Rosvoglu Report, R-O-S-V-O-G-L-O-U Report. Now, I talked about Drew Brees and why we don't get a view him the way we all want to. Talk about the defensive struggles. Alvin Kamara struggling. Let's move over to someone and some group of people that have been struggling, not this week, not last week, not the entire season, maybe all of their career, the refs. So... I get it. You can't call pass interference on a fake punt, so that's fine. But don't you think it's a little odd that a pass interference flag doesn't get thrown in the Saints-Niners game, but if you go back to Bucks cardinals earlier in the year, a fake punt resulted in a pass interference flag. So either what you're telling me is there are officials who literally do not know the rules to the game that they officiate, which is highly likely, or are you going to admit that certain teams get screwed on a weekly basis with the top team getting screwed, the New Orleans Saints. I I really want to know what you guys think. And I think the reality is this team right now is they're, they're a highly emotional team and they can only get screwed by the ref so many times before this blows over and before Sean blows over. And the one problem I have with Sean Payton is You had to know what was coming. It was funny to see the Roger Goodell clown shirt. It was funny for him to call out the league. But at the end of the day, you call out the league who never – the league doesn't have to answer anyone. Roger Goodell could do whatever he wants. And then at the end of the day, whatever he says is the word. And he has the power to do whatever he wants. So the minute Sean Payton calls him out, it's like, you know what? Screw you. Your team's never getting a damn call again. And that's how it felt. And that's how it's been this entire season. The Saints haven't had any favorable calls um, go their way. So that's something that I really think needs to be considered. But the refs, if you can't call PI, and it's very clear that you cannot, there's got to be some type of holding you can throw in there where on a fake punch you can't just mug Traquan Smith on the sideline and get away with it. That, that's just my opinion. It really is. But, I mean, it really is tough. And I don't know what's going to happen with these refs. We're going to find a new rule every week that somehow fucks over the Saints. And that's what happens. And I'm I'm not saying I'm sick of it. I just think it's a little ridiculous that every time there's a new rule that comes up, it always somehow has to do with the Saints game. There are three things you can expect in a Saints game. One, Sean Payton making a boneheaded call when he's in his bag and coaching well, and you're like, why the heck did he do that? Two, on a, a rule that just shouldn't be there going against the New Orleans Saints. And three, a nail-biting finish where you have to sit at the edge of your seat and hope they win the game. Those are all three things that you can rely on when the Saints play a football game. And I I, I know for fans, it's getting tough watching. It's, it's stressful. 
But anyway, before I talk about what I love about that Saints game and what makes me feel really optimistic moving forward, to answer some of those questions on Twitter, I tell you guys every week to send me some questions after the game. And this one, you guys send me the most that you ever had, 28 to be exact. And I kind of feel like that was a result of such a stressful game against the Niners. But let's get through them. First one, Matthew was the defense we saw first half, just a mirage because it's been awful since the break. Honestly, Matthew, I think the reality is no Kiko Alonso, no AJ Klein. So you suffer the consequences of playing Craig Robertson, Stephon Anthony. You don't have the depth there. Um, and then second, I think Dennis Allen just cannot get to Kyle Shanahan. If you look at the numbers, I think Shanahan's average about 40 points uh, against, uh, against Dennis Allen. Uh, when the two go head-to-head, remember they went in Atlanta uh, when Shanahan led that offense to a Super Bowl appearance. So I think that's part of the issue. The other issue is, too, I don't like that Dennis Allen treats every team's receiving core different. Put Lattimore on the best guy and let the, the rest of the guys get the job done. Uh, yesterday, you had everyone switching almost every play. It's almost like Lattimore was playing a side. I didn't like that. I'd rather Lattimore stick on one receiver, take him out of the game. I don't care if it's Emmanuel Sanders or Mike Evans, and just take him out. It shouldn't be based off if you have a superstar receiver. It should be based off Lattimore taking out your best receiver, regardless of the name. I don't care if it's Evans, Cooper, uh, Julio. I don't care who it is. That's just my opinion. Uh, next up is a loss more on Sean Payton or the defense. Honestly, it goes hands in, it goes hand in hand. Sean Payton had that two-point conversion attempt from the beginning, and I, and I said I didn't like it. I didn't understand it. I thought he tried to get too cute, which he did. Um, and then you look back, you lose by two points. You're like, holy crap, every, every play – in an NFL game matters, so don't tell me otherwise. Every single one matters. But the way I look at it, you gave up 48 points. Not going to win a lot of games giving up 48 points. So I'm going to say more on the defense, but Sean Payton is a little bit to blame as well. It's his team. He made a couple of odd decisions during that game. Mark Clark asked, I just think I just think it's fruitless blaming refs or blaming the, this player or that player. The two best in the NFC played and both offensive lines dominated. There wasn't great defense played on either side. Um, but I've said for weeks, Kamara's not right, and I would not be surprised if he needs surgery. What do you think? Honestly, Mark, I'm going to keep saying it. I don't think Kamara's injured. Um, I think it's a mentality thing, and right now he's not playing well because if he can have a couple of plays where he looks like old Kamara, then clearly he's not that hurt or hurt at all. Um, I also think if the, he was hurt, the team would have handled this much differently. When they saw they were winning games with Murray playing well, they wouldn't have rushed Kamara back. It's not. I, I just think that's my logic for that one. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting what goes on with AK. But I agree. Blaming the refs is only going to get you so far. Saints can't blame the refs anymore. It's all about you getting the job done because you can't rely on officials to help you at all. So you got to you know take care of your own business. Next up, Gus asks, well, I know this game is on the defense. What do you think of the way Alvin's been looking? For the first time since he was drafted, I found myself hoping the ball didn't go his way in the second half. Honestly, Gus, that is, that is the realest and also saddest thing I've had to hear because Back the last couple of years, I've loved to, you know, every chance Kamara got the ball in his hands, I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to see what number 41 does. Now it's like, I don't want the ball to go in 41's hands because nothing's happening. Um, and I agree with you, but I'm going to keep saying it. Kamara needs to see one touchdown go through and the rest will follow. I'm going to stick to that sentiment. I don't care. Um, and I, I think that's going to be the deal. Uh, can't guard Mo said, when are we benching Eli Apple? It's either pass interference or blown coverage. Him. Here's the deal. They can't bench Eli Apple. They don't have a better option on the roster. And Eli Apple is a pretty decent corner. The issue with Eli Apple is that he's streaky. So last couple of games, he's been down and out for the count and he has not bounced back when he does. And I think he will. 
you'll realize Eli Apple is not a bad cornerback at all, but he's got to get that confidence up. He needs a play to go through, and I kind of agree. It's like the Kamara mentality. He needs a big pass breakup or force a fumble or get a pick, something to make him say, I can do this. I can play at this level because right now he's not playing with a lot of confidence. As a cornerback, confidence is everything in this in this league. Uh, you're going to get burnt a couple of plays. You need to be able to have short-term memory. Uh, next question was this this year's 2018 Rams Chiefs game. Yeah, no defense, all flash. Um, both coordinators in their bag. Just an amazing, amazing game all around. Uh, next question, could we still get the first seed? 49ers got Rams and Seahawks on the schedule. Look, Saints could still get the first seed, but I think the reality here is you're looking at the two seed at best. And with that, it means win out and the Packers need to lose a game. If that happens, they're in. Problem? Packers have a decently easy schedule. Bears, Lions, Vikings. But could lose that Vikings game. That is possible. And that's what Saints are going to need. Saints are going to need to win out, and you need Green Bay to lose to Minnesota. And if that happens, the Saints get a bye week. And I don't know if this team needs home field advantage throughout, but they can definitely use the uh, you know bye week to get back, to get healthy, and make a run. Uh, Jack asked, if the Saints kicked an extra point instead of going for two the first time, uh, you think that would have helped them later uh, and this would have gone into overtime? Look, honestly, I think the way you look at it, Jack, is like if you go back and change a couple things, I'm sure Sean Payton does change that. But in a game where Shanahan and Payton were both on the money with their play calls, they're trying to steal points. That's what you're trying to do. Uh, didn't work out in their favor. I get it. But that was what happened. So I, I think that's really the problem. Uh, Aaron, you asked the same question. What's wrong with Alvin? Uh, instead of me just continuing to bash on the guy, just try and listen back to the other comments for the answer, but definitely a good question. Uh, next question. What the hell happened to defense? My answer to you. I don't know if you find them, let me know. Um, but the linebackers not being there were huge. I, I'm going to keep saying that the defense will not play as poorly as it did yesterday for the rest of the season. They'll be much better. I believe that. Um, Connor asks, as much as the loss stings, how much did the offense impress you looking forward? Breeze looked great. A few big plays from Traquan, and the line held up well. Yeah, honestly, Connor, I'm going to hold back on most of my comments for this one because it was part of what I want to talk about right after these questions, but I was very impressed with the offense. Very impressed. The one downside is the fumble and not turning that pick into a touchdown, only turning it into a field goal. But for the most part, I was super impressed with what this offense was able to do. Uh, Bart asked, do you see the secondary issues of talent deficiency or coaching problem? Um, honestly, I think right now the secondary, it's a mixture of both. I think I would like to see Lattimore travel against the best guys. So technically that's coaching, but the secondary has got to be, uh, play better too. Um, I love Aaron Glenn and I love Dennis Allen. I think they're both phenomenal coaches. It's all about situational football. And at the end of the day, if this team wins the game, I don't think we're sitting here talking about how poorly the secondary played. Um, but it happened and we can't change that, but I do think that, the talent needs to play a little bit better. Um, next up, don't you think Deontay Harris should have more carries on the offense? He had a couple of nice runs yesterday. Yeah, I agree. I think you have to get Deontay Harris the ball more. Um, find ways to get him involved. He's electric. I love watching him play football. So if they can get him a couple of plays, three to four touches on offense a game, that would be perfect for this team. Patrick Gass, why won't Sean uh, run the ball more with Murray? I can't answer that question for you because you are spot on. Murray is the feature back right now. I can't believe I'm saying it, but he is. He's the best option they have at running the football. Sean will not do it, though. And I don't know why, and I can't answer that, but I really wish Sean followed that advice. Um, 
and did that. Jacob asked, how many more times will the defense let Drew down? Honestly, if it's one more time, that's more than enough to break all of our hearts. This team is on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl, and Drew's going to get them in a position to win. Can the defense make a big play? And that's what we're all asking about, and hopefully that happens. Um, Huncho Jack asked the same thing about Sean Payton, keeping back Murray and letting AK go. I really don't know. Um, I, I really honestly don't know. More Kamara questions, more Sean Payton questions, officiating being bad. Um, and last one, I'm just going to answer this joke. Why is it so depressing? I don't know. The Saints are like a drug. You know, you don't keep telling yourself you're not going to watch and you're not going to get fully invested and emotionally invested. And then next week, you know, you're watching Niners Saints and you're on the table saying, why the hell did we have to lose that game? And why does it always have to be a close loss? Um, but that's the way it goes. Being a Saints fan, not easy. Definitely tough. But anyway, let's move forward. Optimistic uh, times here. Let's change the mood. Let's talk about what went right for the Saints before I wrap up the show. And here are a couple of things. One, Jared Cook is that wide receiver two we're looking for. I know he's not a wide receiver, but if you're talking about a playmaker, someone that Drew Brees trusts, someone that can make plays over the middle of the field, someone that can score in the red zone, Jared Cook is on the rise. Now, I hope his concussion's mild. Every concussion's a concussion. I get it, but everyone's different. I hope he didn't take too hard of a hit to the point where his bell's rung for a couple of weeks. Um, I've had concussions before. They're brutal, and I really hope that he's okay. Jared Cook is really coming on, and you can see that with his numbers. You can see that with his confidence building, and Drew Brees trusts him a whole lot. Um, he's already up to six touchdowns this year. He's up to 523 yards. These are numbers that look like from you know two months ago, you thought he'd never reach because he struggled, but he's really found it. Over the last three uh, games of Drew Brees, he's had 99 receiving yards, 85 receiving yards, 64 receiving yards. And mind you, only got to play a quarter with uh, the Niners-Saints game. He would have been over 100 yards receiving easily had he played that game, in my opinion. The Saints love the mismatch. If he's healthy for Monday night, you will see them expose the Colts with Jared Cook again. I think he's starting to become a game changer. That, for me, makes me really confident. The second thing, I thought Traquan and Gain actually played serviceable roles. They made decent catches down the stretch. Drew threw to them with the game on the line, which means Drew is not going to be picky. If you're open, he's throwing you the football. Uh, I actually thought what they did was pretty solid. Taysom, I think his role is more defined. I think that Sean Payton needs to stop getting a little too cute with him, but we're using him on handoffs. You're seeing him uh, on little bootlegs on the passing game. I think the Saints have really found what they want to do with Taysom Hill, and I like that. He's become a really nice weapon for them. The last two weeks have been big. I'm very pleased with what I see from Taysom Hill. And the offensive line did well, and now Armstead was in a walking boot, but it was precautionary measures for him to stay in that game. Huge positive. If the Saints go through the season with Armstead missing one game, that is a blessing. Um, he's a great a great dude. If you listen to him in his post-game press conference all the time, that's a guy you can sit behind and support every single Sunday stand-up leader on this team. And I think this offensive line against one of the best D-lines, arguably the best D-line in football, in my opinion, I think they handle themselves pretty well. So that's something to be op optimistic about. And lastly, the defense. You will get Kiko and Klein back. It's only a matter of time. And when that happens, you'll see this defense play a lot better football. You're not going to win games with Craig Robertson and, and Stephon Anthony playing so many snaps. Um, so you need to get them back, and they will. And I think that will change the mood in New Orleans. I think this team will be much better moving forward. Um, but those are reasons to be optimistic. And then another reason to one second before I end this show, Drew Brees. Drew Brees looks great. I, I think any doubts about number nine, put him to the side. 
he has been money with the game on the line this season. Um, and I, I just feel like if the Saints are tied or down three and it's late in the playoff game, Drew will make the necessary throws to win this game. Um, and I honestly believe that. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Big Easy in the Big Apple. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of the week. I will be back to do Saints-Colts preview. Um, I might change up the day on it only because it's Monday Night Football, so I don't know if I'll do a uh, Thursday morning show, maybe Friday instead. I'll figure it out. No worries whatsoever. But I'll be back to talk about that game and more. Um, So stay tuned for that. But until then, have a great rest of your week, and let's hope the Saints can bounce back from this loss.